You are listening to the 2017 summer edition of Transfor. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, fellow Reds all around the world. Uh, welcome to another Transfor show. Um, I am Eric from, um, well, obviously the group that runs the uh, Foresight website. It's F-O-A-R site.com fields of Enfield Road you can find us on the Twitter find us on the Facebook uh, please join us tell us what you think tell us what you like um, uh, and especially hi to all the people from uh, Reddit who seem to be uh, very uh, keen on listening to the show uh, we love you stick around visit the website um, jump in the comment section tell us what you think and um, I am joined tonight by Keith Jason and Vez good evening guys Hi guys. Hi. Hello. And me. Alright, I got mental as well. Now, that <laughs> is a huge surprise. That is, I would say, that is mental. That. So, um, how are you mate? Um, Hello. <laughs> oh, you, you see, we're all professionals here. Um, I love so, you too. <laughs> so, uh, the agenda... Well, the I love you sounded more like Michael Jackson. That is dirty, that. So, um, the agenda for tonight will be um, Phil Coutinho and all the media bullshit. We'll have the Van Dyke and the big N.O. The Kaita Ender, or who knows. Um, whether Seri is a poor man's Kaita. Uh, Draxler, would you? Would I? And R. Moreno and Milner really like the new signings. And given the fume on the social media, should we feel this absolute suicidal after we got the away draw and the win so um let's uh, let's tear into this um phil coutinho and the media bullshit keith what do you make of it well unfortunately there is a lot of truth in the media bullshit how far has gone i really honestly don't know because i was adamant we weren't sending him and I was adamant he wouldn't be putting in a transfer request, and I was wrong about both. Um, the rumours now are coming that they're putting in an, uh, a bid worth about 119 million pounds, which is I think 130 million euro. Um, and we are maybe looking to see if we can sign a replacement before we actually agree. I actually don't know what the truth is. Uh, whether we won't let him go, we will let him go. I think if Klopp gets somebody that he's happy with. I think he needs to go if he is really determined to go. I don't want a player at Liverpool who doesn't want to be here. Yes, he's massively important. He's a real creator spark, and with Lallana out, it, it puts us in a really bad situation. However, if we can get one or two, probably two players that can come in and replace him, then I'm for it. Uh, the, the club's bigger than any one player. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to read between the lines with all the, the Spanish media bullshit. Uh, you know, they've been unveiling him for the last six months, actually six years at this stage. So, yeah, very, very confusing stories. Right. Uh, mental now you're here anyway. Um, on Coutinho, um, some media is reporting, telling or suggesting that Klopp is um, not in sync with the owners where FSG came out with the statement, uh, we obviously know that, um, where they say he isn't going and 
club is thinking about well um, hold on uh, I got a guy yeah, who's I now disrupting my my group who came in with the transfer request the night before the game I don't like that um, like Sacco did with the um, with the snapchat thing or, or was it Instagram I don't know um, it was also just before the game and he was really angry about it um, is that a worrying sign um, no, uh, not not in itself, because I, th- I think they've obviously talked about it, and they've asked Pop uh, what he thinks as well. Um, and I think it was quite clever, because he basically shifted it off his plate and said, well, the owners have spoken, you know, so I have bosses, uh, and what they say goes. And I think they really have to buy time. They, they have to, you know, we'll, they have to see what we can get in. And I, I'm fairly confident they won't let him go, if we don't get the signings in. And I think the signings are partly dependent upon how we do with these uh, uh, Champions League qualifi- qualification games. So there'll be, there'll be players who will be waiting to see um, before they make any decisions about where they go. Um, so I think, in a way, it's parked it. I mean, the back injury is just obvious, obviously bullshit. You know, it's the one injury that you can't test for. Um, but... Uh, I, I'm not sure if Klopp is saying, "Okay, you want to go? I'm, I'm happy for you to go," and the owners are defying him. But they are different. They are different entities, really. Um, and Klopp said, "Well, at the end of the day, I have to work with the players who I have. And if the ownership determine that they won't sell him, then uh, um, then he'll work with him." But it's it's almost like, well, he's you know he may be in a position where he has to work with him, so. Rather than making him, making Jurgen the, the the big man, the big cheese that decides everything, it's almost easier if FSG are the bad guys, if you like, and he's the guy who's, who's just an employee who has to work with him. Um, so I think that's the right way to play it, really, um, because uh, you know to say I've got bosses. But he also said that in his Crystal Palace press conference, he says he said I, I can't talk about everything completely truthfully. Um, which are obviously indicated there's lots of things going on in the background. Um, and at the end of the day, I think if we can't get signings, I think that'll be the point where FSC will say, no, you can't go. We need you. Um, you can't go this year. Yeah. Uh, Vess, do you think we will get a replacement and then we'll sell him? Or do you think you'll actually stay? Well, I don't know what to think about what will happen. I know what I'd like to happen, for it to happen, and, uh, and that's uh, I'd love it if we didn't sell them at all. Uh, it's very hard to know what's going on looking from the outside, and uh, I believe uh, Mental has a good point there uh, when he says that shifting the responsibility onto the owners by Klopp is a, a very clever move. Uh, I think it's a difficult decision to make, and um, both uh, both options can go wrong. Uh, in the end, it is their money, it is their decision, so why should he take any responsibility for it? Uh, personally, I'd love it if, if the owners uh, stood firm till the end of the, the window and don't just didn't sell them at all. Uh, I think it's time for us to make a statement, to, to not let... Uh, clubs like like Barcelona or anybody else bully us into selling our best players. 
I mean, where, where does it stop? When does it stop? Will we always be the club that will produce world-class players and then sell them to, to Barcelona or, I don't know, anybody with money with supposedly higher ambitions or what? I think yeah, it needs to stop somewhere and we need to, to show that we also have ambitions to, to win stuff. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think you, you could sit down with, with Coutinho and say, right, this is where Barcelona is at, at the moment. Um, their Umtiti is as good as our Lovren and we got a better one and they don't. Um, they got Messi and Suarez who are incredibly good. But in two years' time, who will they buy? That will be Firmino and that will be Mane. Exactly. Why would you go when we've got that front front three for you? It's like it'll always be, oh, we need a good player. Let's see what Liverpool have. I mean, what the hell is that? I think that only applies to South American players. Um, and the, the Portuguese, Spanish-speaking South American players because they're brought up with the Spanish La Liga and Real Even Madrid and Barcelona. No, no, I understand that. Um, and uh, look, I've, I'm old school uh, in terms of you either want to be at Liverpool Not or you must fuck school, off. By the way. Yeah, oh, okay. You can, yeah, all right, youngster. <laughs> Youngsters. <laughs> If you've got a, if you if you can do a deal with Coutinho and say give us another twelve months like we did with Suarez, I'm all for it. If it's any true truth in the matter that he refuses to play and he won't play or anything like that, I'd put him in the under twenty threes and make him sit there for a, for the next five years. Yeah, um, that's it. That's exactly uh, and, and, and I would stuff up his World Cup and everything like that. And I would say, but. I say this with a provisor that if we can get the right people in that want to be at Liverpool, whether it be the Siri, whether it be uh, the other Italian that has been mentioned, whether uh, you know, whether we get the players that Klopp says, you know what, give me these players and Phil can fuck off, I'll be happy. But as long as Klopp is happy with a team, we've got a team pulling in the right direction, wanting to be at Liverpool, that's what I want. I don't want a, a player that doesn't want to be there and is reluctantly there and is disrupting and he sulks the whole year because he thinks his dream move to Barcelona is not going to happen because they're going to buy somebody else and there won't be a place for him next year. Okay, Jason, is there a, a point where you say, okay, um, we don't sell him, he, he does the U-turn and uh, just like the Gea, he, he will never move again? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think that's definitely a possibility. I think that the De Gea uh, precedent is um, is quite a good one. Um, whether it will happen or not, uh, is the problem is with all of these things. Is it's it's very difficult to know exactly what's going on, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't think have we heard any. I don't apart from the transfer re request, which was really really badly timed. We haven't really heard anything directly from Coutinho. So you hear these kind of rumours like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to play for the club again and things like that. But wh whether, you know, whether this is actually true or not, we don't know. Um, he's, 
I, I think by handing in, I think one of the problems he's prob- he's got now is handing in a transfer request on the day before the first game of the season hurts the club, and I think that's he's certainly going to have lost um, a lot of the adoration that he had from the fans. Um, so whether it's, I think it, I think it would be difficult for him now, um, going back into the dressing room and uh, going out at Anfield and and so on because he's uh, um, he, he's he's going to have made himself less popular than he he was before. Um, well, but having we're, said, but, having, but yeah, having said all of that, um, you know, as you said. We, I can't remember whether De Gea ever ever got to the point where he handed in a transfer request or not, but he was actually we know Suarez did. He was he was actually every, sold, wasn't he? Yeah, there was the whole thing about it got to the the facts going through late or something stupid like that. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the problem is is that Barcelona have come in so late in uh, in the transfer window. It's not. If they would have come in right at the beginning with a with a decent offer, and Phil said straight away, "I want to go," it's a different situation. Coming in as late as it did, and he was, and you kind of hear from him, "Oh, I'm only going to go if I can leave without causing any disruption to the team and stuff like that." And then within a couple of weeks, this changes completely. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for him to come back. But then again. We've seen situations where football players can can come in and and turn things around. I mean, if I just think about um, another Man United player, funnily enough, but uh, David Beckham after the the World Cup when he he was very very unpopular and um, you know he, he managed to to play through it and eventually everyone forgets about it. So could be get to the end of this season, Barcelona a fifth or something in in. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that they look terrible at the moment, and suddenly they don't look like such an attractive prospect to Coutinho, assuming that we we don't let him leave this window. Yeah, us us being second or third, you know, maybe we win a cup. Uh, Barcelona ends ends fifth. They play Europa League. Well, that would be a prospect, wouldn't it? I'll take that. First of all, we, I think we, we need to we should be expecting Barcelona to come in again with with a really really strong desire uh, within the next few days. Uh, I think this injury to Suarez. If, I don't know if any of you read it. Uh, yeah, knee injury. He's out for a month. He's out for a month, and now after the the, the defeats by Real and the sale of Neymar, I think. They really, really need Coutinho at, at this point, at this moment, right now. So I, I believe they will come in again and strong. And the club needs to stay strong. Um, Stuart Pearce tweeted today, I think it was, or, or, or Joyce, uh, don't know which one. They said, that would, whatever bit they come, the owners won't sell. So I would like us to see, like to, to turn... I'll be happy with that. I, I actually would be happy with that. I would like to to, uh, to sort of draw a line in the sand and say, this is where we stand. If you want to leave and if you want to hand in a transfer request, you give us 12 months. Then we can plan the continuation. 
If not, go play in the twenty under 23s until your attitude is right. Uh, and if you don't want to play, you, you, you freeze his wages and you dock him his salary until he gets his attitude right. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think Coutinho will do that. If he isn't sold on the 1st of September, I'm, I'm adamant he'll go into the club. He'll apologise to, to the group and he'll have a stellar season. Um, I think so too. Well, I hope so. I'd, I'd like to see a fully committed Coutinho with this team. Uh, because we need we need the the creativity in the midfield. Let's face it, our midfield is ab- absolutely shite at the moment. Yeah. Um, we we because with Alana out and Coutinho out, we lo- we lo- we've lost that creative spark there in, in the middle. So the best situation is FSG sticks with the guns and they have every right to, and tell him, fine, we accept that you want to go. We accept that you want to go to Barcelona. The fee is 130 million euro. We'll accept it, but we'll accept it in 12 months' time. Yeah, for example. Okay, um, Vest, you said uh, they need Coutinho, but um, somebody we need maybe more than uh, we need Coutinho is Virgil van Dijk. Southampton's owner or chairman or whoever, uh, quite high in the hierarchy, came out today and said, we're not selling. We ain't selling to anyone. It isn't personal. Um, it's uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a statement by the club. We want to to progress, and a contract means a contract. So something similar like that. Um, is the big no? Is it a really a big no? Can we say time to move on? Well, it's really again. I mean, again, we're we're just looking at the situation from the outside. We can't really know. What's going on? Are they holding on for for a really big amount, or are they really, really adamant that they won't be selling him? Um, we do need a quality centre back. There's no denying. And um, well, my personal stand, I, I've I need to make this clear. I, I've always been pro Van Dyke, and and uh, I've always maintained that we need to do whatever it takes to sign him. But if I mean, if they really are adamant about keeping him, as adamant as we should be about keeping Coutinho, then then I believe it's time for us to move on, at least for the time being, to, to find someone else. Yeah. Surely must have hold on, plan hold on, B. Hold on. Um, if our plan B was uh, Davidson Sanchez from Ajax, and that isn't happening, it just came out that... Um, Ajax and Tottenham have agreed a deal. So he's Spurs bound. Well, let's put in uh, an 80 million bid for Toby Alderweireld, who's running down that, on this contract. That's a good shout. <laughs> oh, it isn't happening. But, um, what about this Kulambali? Yeah, he's still there, isn't he? Everybody, every, everybody says that he's a better player than Van Dijk. Well, he's, not Dutch, so he might, he, he's not Dutch, so he could be. Well, I'm, I'm adamant he isn't. Uh, he's a bit stronger. He's a bit more that that African w- uh, approach, or he's a bit harder. He's a bit meaner. Um, but he's also a bit more rash. So, but so I mean, could 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 he could he be the answer? If we if we can't get Van Dyke, uh, uh, would a 60, 60, 70 million pound bid for him get them to sell? I think they will. Um, they won't be happy about it. 
but I don't think any Italian team can withstand that bit of money, maybe for Juventus or um, I think AC Milan is now owned, owned by Chinese, but um, I don't think anyone. Um, Mental, what would you do? Who would you go for, plan B? For the centre-back? Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. I don't... Um, because I think uh, Van Dijk's stats are just off the charts compared to anyone else in Europe when it comes to things like aerial duels and things like that. Um, uh, I don't know if Koulibaly... I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched him enough. I don't know how sound he actually is. You know, whether whether he'll uh, he'll be just like another Lovren, perhaps. But I think he's quite a proactive defender. Um, so I don't really know. Um there's a story came out today that City were going in for uh, the ex-United defender at West Brom. Johnny uh, Evans. Johnny Evans. Yeah. I, I actually thought that might be a good holding signing. Oh, he's um, crap. Well, he, he does the basics and he does the basics well. That's what, yeah. kind of what we're missing. Just jo- Johnny, jo- Johnny Ev- Evans is another Clavin. He has good uh, games uh, and he has bad games. Yeah, yeah. Quite true, quite true. I mean, there's Malak as well over in Roma. Um, I thought he was on the market at some point. Um, but Malak and Rudiger have never been completely convincing. I mean, Malak looks, looks sufficiently, uh, he looks quite solid. Um, quite, he looks like uh, he's quite aware, quite intelligent. But they play in very protected defences over in, in Italy. So it's a little bit hard to, uh, to tell because we, you know, everything that we do. Yeah, under clock, everything's front-footed, so that the midfielders all generally always fly forwards to going at the ball, and it completely exposes the back line, and and the back line's got to get everything just right. So last night, you know, Lovren breaks the offside line, um, and Trent is a couple of a few yards further up from the defensive line, and we end up conceding a goal from it, right? Um, the, the second hole goal, you know, Henderson charges up to try and uh, close down the player because that's what clock tells people to do uh, and the ball slipped through and uh, and Tom stupidly of all people uh, is is through and gets across him for the second hole goal you know it's it's really hard to know what to do about centre back because because of the way we play because we just we just expose our players all the time is there anybody else in the 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 German or Dutch league that anybody can think of that oh, could be a good Benedict Hubbard is apparently he's he's uh, available. Who? Today. Benedict Hubbard is. How he is. Um, Isn't he for Schalke? Is it Schalke? I think um, I think he's the one of Schalke who pushed uh, Matip into defensive midfield, into right back, or who was pushed into right back because of Matip. So right, but apparently he's like. He's 29, and uh, it sounds like he, he says he wants to come to England. Apparently, you know, it sounds like he wants a bit of a payday um, as, last, as a last kind of last hurrah, as it were. I mean, he's the German international centre-back. Yeah, he is. So, he's, he is indeed the one from, from Schalke. Um, so that wouldn't really mix with Martip, to be honest. What about, about Johnson Tah? I would like him. We discussed him in the trends for sure. In the uh, in the January window, where we lined up uh, uh, possible centre backs, um, uh, we we had Christian looking at him, 
and he was absolutely raving about him. Big, strong, young, fits the FPG yeah. model. He's a young, he's a young, but he's 20, is he 20 or 21? 21. He's, he's just 21. Uh, I mean, he, he has broken into the German squad. I mean, he had a very poor year. Is, he's, is it Leverkusen he's at? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's one of they, the Leverkusen boys. Yeah, they just had a disastrous year and almost got relegated, didn't they? I think they ended up about 12th or something like that in the league. Um, yes. But he's very, very young. Stand off kind of, So why don't, why don't we just throw 30 or 40 million at them and see if they bite? Because yeah. what, do, are, we, are we after a 21-year-old centre-back? That's the point. I don't think we are. We're after a more mature centre-back. Uh, I think yeah. we need someone... I think we need someone... Uh, most of the team is around about you know just about entering their prime years at the moment and ideally that's that's what you want yeah he wants A-class players I mean look at the two that we couldn't get you know Van Dijk and uh, Cato those are those, those are top draw players so I mean it would make more sense to go for a Howardis and uh, say you know Howardis comes in now and then becomes our veteran um, and you can even push Clavin out next summer if you want well, to be honest, this is Jonathan Tah has already played 114 appearances um, until the end of last season, so he'll be on 116-ish now, played 17 games in Europe, so while he's 21, um, he's also nearly, uh, he's six foot four and a half, so he's fucking huge. Yeah, he's a unit. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather take a gamble on a on a twenty one year old and throw some money and let him mature. Yeah, he might be a bit uh, uh, prone to the odd mistake or anything like that. But at least we we we're building for the future, and we've still got the the centre back pairing of Lovren and Matip. But my concern is if they get injured, uh, who's coming in and let him let him play in the cups, let him adapt to the prem. I don't believe in buying. Uh, uh, um, a 29 year old who wants to come for a payday yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you there alright um, I don't know I disagree with that I, I disagree with that I'd go, I'd go with the experience of a, of a Howard is an experienced international um, uh, definitely go with him over Tar right now yeah but he, he I, I think he I think I think there's a case to, to look at that sort of option if we think we can get Van Dyke next year um you know, if Southampton are saying, no, we won't sell you now, but we will next year, similar situations, Coutinho, then an older player could make more sense who, who's experienced, um, especially looking at Champions League experience and that sort of thing this year um, could be invaluable for us. Why would Southampton sell him next year if they don't sell him this year? Well, you don't know, but if you've got a Howard is, you're not really in desperate straits anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one. I would go for Ta, though, because I think there is a higher ceiling. I think Howard is, is a bit slow, and he provides the same issue that Schalke had with both Matip and, uh, and, and Howard is. Howard has played, played right back quite a lot because of Matip. Matip moved into uh, defensive midfield because of who is playing centrally. So, uh, I don't know. Look, if do, you we... see the, do you see this a terrorist attack in, in Barcelona? Right, 12 people that... dead. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I heard about it. I heard about it. I didn't realise it was that bad. 
Yeah, Al-Qaeda's taking responsibility, yeah. Yes, the world has gone absolutely mad. Oh, Phil, do you want to go? Hey, maybe we can convince Phil to stay then. Nobody wants to bomb Liverpool. Let's hope not. Um, yeah, man, this is this is getting out of out of control. Yeah, we are heavily under fire by those. Um, and the annoying thing is, by the ones that you can't stop, you can't do anything mm. against it. I mean, anybody can can yeah. can, can rent a van and and r run over people. Oh, that's yeah, the, the London bridges. No, London. The bridges in London. They've uh, they put uh, uh, barriers up, barricades up uh, alongside the uh, pavements, um, alongside. Well, in fact, alongside the cycle lanes, so that you can't drive into people on the bridge anymore. Yeah, well, there are ten thousand anyway, places I... where they can do it. Um, all our thoughts and, and prayers are with all prayers, the ones exactly. in Exactly in, in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, area. Anyway, so listen, we've actually we've 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 sort of laid up, planted our stick in the ground for Cater and Van Dyke, and now it just seems that it's not coming through. How long do we hold on? There's not much left of the window. Surely we've got to move on now and get some other people in. Yeah, I think we waited too long already. Um, it was. I think it was pretty clear several weeks ago that Southampton weren't going to move on Van Dyke, and especially to us. And uh, we we really really need. I think we really really need someone in at centre back. Um, you could see last season the difference it made when one of either Lovren or Matip were out, and um, that they both had a few injury worries. And you know, with more games this season, I think it's we're really leaving ourselves short there. Yeah, well, yeah, the rumor was that the, the rumor was that um, that we don't have a second choice option for centre back. Yeah, well, potentially Clavin is just simply looking better. He he had loads of good games last season, um, especially against the top. I mean, him him. I remember him bossing uh, Aguero really well. He he had him in his pocket for the entire night, so. Um, Oh. Yeah, he's suspect so against pace. He's suspect against a nippy player um, because he doesn't turn quickly. He reads the game well, but he just lacks that little bit of pace. Uh, so we has brilliant games, and, I, and I, we watched him last year, and we were thinking he looks like our best centre back. And then the next game, he'd do a couple of howlers, and we think, no, not. So he does blow hot and cold depending on who he's up against. Yeah, but well, yeah. That, that's a first season in a very different league, especially for centre-backs. At, at a top club that he hasn't uh, played for yet. I mean, he, he played for, for decent mid-table teams. Um, so, you know, and it, I mean, he isn't 37. That won't change at all. So, um, who knows? Um, maybe he'll step up. Um, talking about uh, Kaita. Um there have been links that it's um, Seri, Jean-Michel Seri, or yep. what's you And obviously it's easy making fun of the fact that he isn't Ferry, who played for us in 
99, I think, 1998, um, and played 42 minutes or something in total for us, and was bumped out as soon as we could again, because he was absolutely dire. I um, can't even remember him. No, I, I, because of um, the new links with, with Terry, I, I was made aware. He's called Jean Seri, Jean-Michel Michael Sherry. No, I'm talking about the one that paid in 99. I can't yeah, yeah. remember him at all. And he's called Jean-Michel Ferry. Okay. Could he that, that even minutes or something. No wonder I can't remember him. Yeah, no. I only noticed him because of uh, the name. Um, he is an Ivorian player who was picked up by Porto. Um, played a season for Porto B, then was picked up by Pacos de Ferreira, also in Portugal. Played two full seasons there. Moved on to Nice, and uh, in his second season for Nice, which was last season, he scored seven goals in the league, um, and he had six assists as a midfielder. Um, that is pretty good, isn't it? If you go onto the YouTube, um, there's a video of him. Obviously, it's the best bits, and that can make everybody seem like uh, the second coming. But um, maybe he isn't the second coming, but he really looks like uh, a second Nabi Keita in the way that he plays. Mental? Oh, sorry, I was on mutes. I was on mutes there, sorry. Um, um, yeah, he's... Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite at the elite level that, that Cater is, because Cater is so strong as well. He's not, uh, neither of them are particularly tall, I don't think. Um, but Cater's got uh, this blinding acceleration over the first five or ten paces that he takes. Um, uh, Seri, yeah, just perhaps not quite as direct in his style, but I can't speak too intelligently of his play. I don't think any of us had heard, heard of him. I don't his name and a guy called Fufan mentioned as alternatives for Gator, but they're not really in the same class. I mean, you certainly wouldn't go and pay 60 million, 70 million for him. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I heard a rumor that he uh, doesn't like the cold weather. He says he, my body doesn't recover well in the cold weather. So he's sitting down there in Nice on the Mediterranean, <laughs> the shores of the Mediterranean, having a really nice time down there. And then rumor has it, Barca have got an eye on him and, you know, and a few other clubs as well. Um, so I don't know if the north of England is really going to be his ideal choice. And then to top it all off, I think they're all waiting to make sure we qualify for Champions League before they make a final decision anyway. Yeah, well, um, on on that, on all the transfers, um, is it safe to say that we got people lined up um, where you say, OK, when we qualify for the Champions League, We'll get, say, we get Koulibaly, a centre-back. Um, we'll go back in with Kaita, big, big time. And we we try Draxler. And when we don't, um, I don't know, we go in for Jonathan Tarr, maybe, or whoever else, because he's a, a cheaper option. Um, we go in midfield, we go for Sari, etc., uh, etc., yeah, I think that's the trigger. I think I think the Champions League qualification, but that's when things will happen. I don't think anything will happen before that. I'm pretty sure we've got targets, but uh, when you you know, if you let's say we waited until August the first before we moved on from our original targets, um, 
everyone at that point is going to be thinking, oh, you know, the Champions League qualifiers are in a couple of weeks' time. You know, we're going to wait and see what happens with that, really. I think the one we could have the most success with, uh, simply because of the buy clause for next year, is 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 maybe cater. Give the, throw in an extra twenty, uh, double whatever they're going to get next year. You know, so if they're going to get forty-eight million euro, give them eighty million euro. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, because I think he's going to make the biggest impact uh, in terms of his defensive uh, responsibilities. His, his, his skillful play, his, his physicality and his speed. You, you oh, do we need that right now? You don't need to pay him more. You, you trigger the clause, you trigger the clause, you, you can talk to the player. No, 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 um, because we have to wait till next year to trigger that clause. I'm saying getting him in now. giving Give, give them almost double what they're going to get next year. And, you know, maybe we can tempt them. There was, there was rumours in the press again that if we if we put down 80 million euro they'll sell him and coming from the chairman rack whatever his name is what we don't know is though is whether things were going a bit quiet no one was talking about red bull anymore and he's just saying something so that you know they're getting their their name back in uh, in the newspapers again well, if you don't want to sell a player, you certainly don't want to be in the newspaper again. You're glad it's all gone quiet. No, but Red Bull Leipzig is like one of the biggest uh, ways to get your name known. They're, they're just a marketing machine. They're less interested in in the football than the marketing machine. So they need to stay relevant. Um, fully in agreement with, with Jason there. Um, they have to stay in the news time and again it was a bit ambiguous what he said which makes it all the more fun so everybody's t- starting to to do all these I don't know um, wild accusations uh, that the deal may be on because he said something like okay so maybe you sell a player um, um, for 70 80 million um, so what does that give us extra well, 30, 30 million, because we all know that it's 48 million next summer. Um, but is it just to, to, to be relevant, you think? We'll never know until we try. Exactly. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do and talk to them. wouldn't surprise me at all if they do. Um, and it, it also wouldn't surprise me if we went and tried to get him and FSG told Coutinho who was staying anyway for a year. Um, because there's the other angle to that is so they're trying to get Dembele, they're trying to get Coutinho, they're desperately trying to build the, the beginnings of the next Barcelona. Um, but we could really screw them if these are the players they want and don't let them have him. Um, they could really hurt Barcelona, who could really fall down. Packing order, if, if Messi and Suarez start to show signs that they're losing their edge, um, they could really suffer badly. I think we should go. I think we should go take the money they offer. They, they offer us for Coutinho and, and offer it for Suarez. <laughs> Triple his salary. That would simply trigger every release clause they have. Any, yeah, any player well, I, I, that they have, just just pick them all up. Umtiti, I say forty million. Fine. 
Suarez, 130, fine. Fuck him. Yeah, I'm really not convinced by him, Tizzy. And uh, Suarez is, is not looking the best at the moment. Well, he's injured, but in that in that cup thing that they play with Real Madrid, you know, he, I mean, he scored, uh, he got a penalty by diving. But uh, they weren't, they, well, him or Messi, neither of them looked particularly effective. You sort of were asking, oh, are they actually over the hill now? So I'm sure they'll be better against weaker teams, but uh, um, I, you know, it's 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 going to happen, and you can imagine what Suarez would be like if he uh, once he's gets frustrated and not being able to perform. The guy may as well bring a knife and fork onto the pitch. <laughs> okay, uh, I must admit, I, I must admit, I, if I was Philip Coutinho, I'm not sure I would agitate for a move to Barcelona at this stage. I'd give them a year to see where they're going uh, and, and stay at Liverpool. I, I can't see his reasoning for wanting to go to... Uh, apart from maybe he grew up as a, a childhood supporter of Barcelona. But yeah, it's strange at this stage. Exactly. I mean, if it, it's if he wants to go over there and uh, help them stay up or, or get them back up or whatever, I mean, he can do that here. <laughs> If he wants to be the main player, because because they are going down, he can just stay at Liverpool and be the main player here. So yeah, you can always have your your dream move when you're 28, 29, because Barcelona will still have you by then. Okay, um, so um, would you would any of you take a punt on Jean-Michel Serri? I'm going to pass on that one because I haven't seen really enough of him. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I haven't even seen him play once. Wow, you're so well prepared for this. <laughs> no, no, really. Uh, no, like like, like no, full-blown full professionals, like you were paid no, to do this. It's, it's brilliant. No, it's heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Looking at YouTube clips of him doesn't mean you know the player. Everybody exactly. looks fantastic on YouTube. You need to inform us earlier, Eric. I mean, like, if you told me two years ago that we were going to discuss Siri this evening, then I'm, I would have followed him for two years and I would have an informed opinion. <laughs> okay, so maybe in two years, trends for 2019, we will talk about Siri. Okay, then I'll start following. I think, I think it comes down to whether he's got uh, that, that sort of uh, dynamism that we we need in, in midfield. Uh Looking at the what the way we played, well, we've seen this midfield when play last season as well. Uh, when you've not got Lalana or Coutinho in it, and for some reason, um, having I mean, Chan is a good player, but for some reason, he seems to upset the other two. And um, that they, I don't know whether we need to move them around, maybe play Chan in a deeper role and push Henderson forwards, but we're missing someone who's really pressing and it just looks very, very flat. I believe the problem is that the Chan just holds the ball for too long and everybody just lose their position in, in the meantime and just don't know what to do when he takes the ball and starts marauding up and down. It's something you won't see Henderson do. Or Wijnaldum and even Lalana anymore. Lalana used to do it under Rodgers, but since Klopp took over, he started playing really quickly. And our midfield 
had become very fluid a year ago, and that's why we were so successful in in the first half of last season. But when Emre Chan just he takes the ball, he carries it forward, he stops, he turns, he looks there, looks here. The opponent, the, the, their players, they all take their places, set up the defense, and then what? It slows the game down, slows our play down, and, and mostly ruins our plan. Yeah, that's why I believe. That's that's why I believe he will never be a starter under under Klopp uh, when everybody's fit. Well, you know, um, I've, I've said before, I, I firmly believe that, that, that there isn't a starting eleven um, at this this stage of the game and the level that we want to play. So you got this starting sixteen, starting eighteen. If you look at City, you're starting twenty, maybe. Yeah, and Bez, I, I, I always get confused by this uh, thing about Can slowing down the play. I know he takes a lot of touches and wants to, to carry the ball, but you could say you could argue that Coutinho does exactly the same, but it's just in front of the halfway line. Yeah, he does, but uh, mm, there's something. Yeah, we don't call Coutinho the magician without a re- reason. Uh, I mean, when he does it, it's always with. Well, not always, but mostly with a great end result. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that Chan... So, sometimes he, he does do something great, and but mostly he just... He, he can't communicate properly with, with others. They, they look at him, they don't know what he's going to do next, where he's going to go. They don't know how to open up and get open to, to ask for the ball. And it all just falls apart. We have to start over, and then, I mean, especially with the teams setting up deep, they set set up again, and then what? Yeah. In the meantime, uh, it isn't uh, only difficult times in 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 Barcelona, but uh, the Hajduk split fans are going ape shit, uh, trying to storm the uh, the home end. It's it's riots and uh, at the Everton ground in Goodison. Really? Yeah. So uh, all the best. Stay strong. Don't do anything stupid. They must be Lauren fans. Uh, well, of course, I'll do, of course I'll do something stupid. It's because Park. They always do stupid things there. Oh well. Okay. Um. Well, it's 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 a bad night for things like this. Terrible. Um. Okay. So um. Talking about fluidity. Um. Maybe not this show, but um, uh, with Neymar coming in, um, it basically became clear that uh, Emery, from uh, the manager from Paris Saint-Germain, told um, to Draxler that he could leave; that there's no room in his um, in his squad. After saying no to us uh, in the winter, how likely is it for us to go back in for him, uh, Jason? Um, I'm not sure about Draxler to be honest. Uh, when when I've seen him, he he seems like one of these players who uh, goes a bit hot and cold. Um, I think the first time I ever saw him, I thought, "Wow, he looks absolutely unbelievable." And then um, I think that was coming on as a substitute for Germany, and 
then the next game, I think he went into the starting lineup and he was terrible. So um, he, it's obviously not gone. It's obviously not gone very well at PSG. I'm I'm surprised that they would they would really let him go. They they only signed him in January, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only yeah. sense after he turned us down. Yeah, it seems it seems a bit strange that they would let him go so quickly. He's, he's still a fairly young. He's still a fairly young player. So, I think the thing is, if someone like if he came in now, um, he'd put. It depends which position we'd want to play him in as well. Would would we want him to play deeper, or uh, you would think he wouldn't get? He'd struggle to get into the team against Mane and Salah. I would think so. Whether he could play deeper or um, or be back up for them. Uh, but yeah, I mean we've we've picked up players like this before. I mean Coutinho himself didn't do that well at Inter, and um, when when we picked him up, he pretty quickly settled in at Liverpool. So um, we're probably the, the, the good thing would be if he does come in, then he he shouldn't be under too much pressure because I think there's you know there's other quality around in in the team, but. Um, uh, I'm just not exactly sure where he would fit at the moment. Oh, and maybe a like for like replacement to uh, to Phil Coutinho. Yeah, but the difference is with uh, I think when I've seen Drax, um, he when I've seen Draxler, he seems to play further forwards, and the 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 plan seems to be from Klopp this year to to drop Coutinho deeper, right? So. We're still playing Mane and Salah up in the, in the wide forward positions, and and Coutinho has looked good there in preseason. Um, whether whether Draxler can do the same thing or not, um, I'm not too sure. Well, I don't. Can't, I can't see it happening. Uh, I think Draxler chose a payday at PSG over coming to Liverpool. Then he got moved on so quickly. That obviously, something was wasn't right. PSG will want fairly substantial monies for Draxler, unless they unless they go on a cheap. When we when we try to pick up, um, what's the guy from Bayern that was at BVB? Uh, blank. Goethe. We were going to pick him up for twenty. That was worth a gamble. He decided not to come. We dodged a bullet. But unless Coutinho goes, and we're fairly desperate, I can't see us going for Drexler. I really can't. He was uh, 38 million, I think, uh, for PSG. And he got some ludicrous wage deal. He's, he's on over 100 grand, and it was going to double after 12 months. Something like yeah. That. So, so, and I think now, I think now with Neymar, they, they're paying Neymar 30 million a year. Right, wages. So, uh, with all these players going on sale, um, Draxler, Lucas Moura, um, I think it's another one as well. He's supposed to be up for sale. I think they're trying to they're trying to claw back the money to pay the wages. Yeah, you know, they want yeah, just the wages will get them in trouble with FFP. There's yeah, an interesting. There's, there's there's an really interesting want Mbappe as well. So there's yeah. really no room for him anymore. Look, there's an interesting report uh, on Goal.com exactly on this subject. They say that uh, Draxler is wanted by Barcelona. 
and uh, but Paris Saint Germain will not even consider selling him to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they really have have it in for Barcelona. <laughs> they, they refused to sell Verratti to them. They they took Neymar off them, and now if this is true that they are refusing to sell Drexler to Barcelona, then. I mean, the, the this, real... is, this has all been since Barcelona dropped Qatar as their as their main sponsor. Yeah, so yeah. The impact of that has been absolutely huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they might they might actually lose connection to the top of of world football um, just by dropping that. Hopefully. Deal. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. It's one more team out of the way for our number six. Um, yeah. Although it would be replaced by PSG. Listen, if we can pick Draxler for twenty mil and oh, and get him on get him on eighty eighty thousand a week, seventy, eighty thousand a week, I'll take a gamble. He's, he's, it isn't a gamble. This is the captain of the German team that won the Confed Cup. He was the best man of the tournament. Yeah. This isn't a this isn't a gamble. This isn't like this twenty one year old let, let's but see would you how replace, do Okay, who would you say, would you replace Firmino, Mane, or Salah with Drexler right now? No, he's depth, isn't he? He's depth. It means it means it means we could rest one of Mane and Salah every game, which is he's, he's which would be depth. a really nice position to be in. Every every game you can put on this near world class attacker with twenty minutes to go, and you, you can do that every game. One game it'll be Salah, one game it'll be Mane, one game it'll be Draxler. Um, Draxler can play in midfield, um, so at this point he would just come in straight away for Wijnaldum or or Chan or Henderson or at least one of the three to give us that fluidity again. Um, really? Has he played my bloody has he played field before? He's, he's played as a number 10 for, um, for Schalke. Oh, okay. And, and okay. I believe... then, then, then I'd bring him in. Sorry, I thought he was an out-and-out striker, either on the wing no, no, or in the centre. No, he's he's a winger and an attacking midfielder. Then oh, I man. would bring yeah. him. I would bring him in straight away. Then, regardless of what, hap- what, what regardless of what happens to Coutinho, if he can play in that Lalana uh, Coutinho role at number ten, he can. Um, he can play for then, Mane. He can play I, for Salah. Then I would bring I would bring him in regardless. I'd rather bring him him in there than Siri. Yes, Siri is is a totally different player because he comes from a bit deeper, um, and then connects midfield to attack. While Draxler is more one that stays higher up. So I don't know. Um, Okay, looking at the time, um, we need to talk about all these new signings. are Moreno and Milner really like the new signing without dipping into the market? Um, your thoughts, Mental? Um, uh, they're worrying new signings if they are. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, well, Milner did us, did us proud last night, or Tuesday night, rather. Uh, but uh, it, my problem with Milner is in midfield is, he, is if he slows things down. Um, but there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Klopp's going to use him as a utility player, as a, as, a, as a number eight, actually, as a shuttler. He might actually be able to do a decent job. He, he was always decent for City, playing that right 
uh, that wide right player. Um, to, and if he links up uh, with the, whoever's on the right, like uh, Mane or Salah, then maybe he'll be okay. Uh, Moreno, um, uh, I'm a little bit distraught that we're still trying to use Moreno. Um, but I think this is more out of uh, necessity with the prices that we were looking at for for Cater and Van Dyke. I think it was everything else was going to be moved around and shuffled about around that. And without reason, decent offers for those players of, like Moreno, um, it's, it's kind of a, a shuffle the chairs around and see what we can do with it. He's been our best player for the, lot, uh, the first two games. He's been one of the best players. No, Moreno, yeah. wasn't, Moreno wasn't that great against Hoffenheim. Um, the thing is, it's it's Klopp telling him to go forward and then people slate him for going forward and being out of position. That is the position where Klopp wants him to be. Um, the only yeah, thing but he's a bit brainless in his decision-making, though. He is. You know, you can say, yeah, okay, yeah, he's, he's pressing down the goalkeeper, which is this spur-of-the-moment thing where he thinks, um, I'll do that, um, and then totally exposes his side, and, and we can see it from that, but, um, or, or at least a chance appears from that. No, no, it was uh, where, the, where the penalty comes from. Was where the we, haven't had from. Problem. we haven't had this problem down the right-hand side, though, have we, with um, Klein, so... Uh, the thing was, you know, in high-profile games and things like that, where he gives away penalties, and I mean the Norwich game last, no, the season before, when he he pushed over someone twice in in the box to make sure that he definitely got the penalty. It just, it, it's just stuff like that where you just like think, oh, what are you doing? I watched one of the games in pre-season. Generally in pre-season he was pretty good, but that there was one moment where. He came flying across the box, off the ground, two feet in the air. He completely missed everything, which was very lucky. Because if he was connected with anything, you know, it would have been a penalty, red card, probably injured someone, or everything. It was <laughs> and break the sound barrier. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, so, so we can establish that he's a bit rash. Is that, is that your point? Yeah, and playing him at playing him alongside Lovren, who's also rash. I don't know whether we could swap around Matip and Lovren or something, and 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 try and balance things out that way in in the in the back four or something like that. But um, as things stand, Lovren really seems to struggle with Moreno. They they don't seem to to, to be eye, eye, eye to, to look eye and eye to each other. It. They don't strengthen each other, they weaken each other. Um, I thought Lovren last season was really good with uh, Milner, even though they were targeted on that side all along. Uh, at least Lovren knew what Milner was going to do time and time again. And Lovren needs that. Lovren needs yeah. that predictability so that he can uh, make up his own mind what's best in it. Does, no, he, he needs to make the decision on beforehand. Will I go in? Or will I stay and wait? And Moreno is so fast, so quick, and that rash um, that Lovren keeps making the decisions on on a, on a too fast basis. I don't know who's making dinner, but uh... sorry, no, 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 I'll have some tea as well. That's right. Uh, <laughs> mute, mute, mute button there, mate. Mute button. 
Um, okay, so um, um, they might be new signings, or are we just loathing that uh, type of phrases, FS? Uh, there will be. There has to be. If we make, if if we, when 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 we make the Champions League group stages, I think you'll see a flurry of activity. Yeah. So after after Wednesday. Yeah, after Wednesday when we secure it, then I think you're going to see a flurry of activity. And if uh, uh, and I think we will go for Plan B if we cannot get the 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 Plan A's. Uh, we have to shore up the midfield. We have to shore up. Uh, the centre back. Yeah. So for, for everybody listening, we record this on 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 a Thursday. Um, so next th- Thursday we'll do another show, and we will just keep a, a hold of all the live feeds, and uh, we'll see the players rumbling in. Um, go into the last bit before we uh, say good night. Um, going off on all the Twitters and Instagrams and Facebook comments, um, we're in the worst possible place ever in the world do we really need to feel this suicidal after we draw away against Watford which is a very good home side and and got a win in the Champions League Fess? should we really feel that way absolutely not absolutely not I think people are just, just being uh, angry that, that uh, we didn't make as much as, as many signings as everybody hoped we would and uh, we didn't spend uh, that much money. That, you know, there, there were those reports that we would get a 200 million war chest and stuff like that. And what happened to that? We spent, I don't know, 30 million, 30 something million on Salah and 8 million on, on uh, Robertson. And uh, where's the rest? And we were promised top, top stars and. Uh, we signed, I don't know, Solanke and, and Robertson instead. I mean, the people making those claims are ridiculous, at least in, in my opinion. Uh, the season hasn't even properly kicked off. Uh, I really believe that <laughs> Jurgen Klopp has some kind of a plan. I mean, and I believe you all agree with me that he does. <laughs> what that plan is, we will find out. And... Uh, I think it's way, way too early to be disappointed just because we didn't sign enough players. I mean, drawing away to uh, Watford, Watford, I mean, is that really that bad? Uh, we've always struggled against teams like, like that. So, we actually scored three goals there. Yes, we need to tighten up uh, defensively, and I believe we will. Whether through signings or, or harder work, or something, but but I believe we will stop conceding three goals in a game against a team like Watford. So there is absolutely no need to to be as negative as most people have been on on, on social media. Okay, um, and on that bombshell, um, I'm going to end this show um, again. Let me reiterate that our thoughts are with all the people. Um, injured, killed, and all the families involved in the um, in the horrible acts in, in Barcelona and all across the world. So um, you'll never walk alone. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we'll talk next week.
you'll be our eyes and watch us where we go and help us to be wise in times when we don't know let this be I pray we'll find your light Habita el corazón And hold it in our hearts Y nos recordará When the stars go out each night La eterna estrella es Él En esta mi oración Let this be Existe mucha fe Lead us to a place Guide us with your grace Give us faith so we'll be safe Pedimos por Send it. 